trying to All right. keep my comments. All right, folks. Welcome to Beer with Bass Boom here, where tonight's subject matter is going to be about prostatting. That goes out to all the sticker sniffers, pot lickers, and pole pirates out there in the world. By the time we're done with this tonight, your fishing resume is going to be so tight, you can fan cast it out tomorrow, and you'll have them reply emails by 10 a.m. Woo! I <laughs> All right. I appreciate that intro, Brian. I think everybody's fired up. Um, well, everyone, thanks for jumping on here with us. Uh, we got Ryan, Shane, and myself, as always, and uh, we got AJ McCorder back with us. And for the first time, Ron Champion in full Christmas gear. Thank you, Ron, oh, for oh, jumping oh. on and, and getting in the spirit there. Um, I'm going to frame what we're going to talk about real quick, and then we'll get in some of these questions. And, and this is going to be a fun topic. But uh, first off, I don't think we want to make this the same old uh, pro staff joke bass bash session. We want to make it something productive if we can. Uh, we're not going to get into trying to define the difference between all these different pro staff sponsors and field staffs, uh, maybe just a little bit and keep it kind of in the kayak bass fishing realm, not the, uh, I know there's a lot of great saltwater anglers and different things out here, but we're going to talk kayak bass fishing and, and, and the pro staff that is involved there if we can. Uh, as Shane said earlier, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, as he put his, his announcement earlier in the week. So hopefully we can all learn something, have a little fun, and, and roll with this all night, and we'll get into the comments, and, and, you know, I'm sure there'll be some good stuff exchanged here. So... Let's jump right in. Thank you guys all for being with us. Um, go around the horn. Shane, you want to start us off, buddy? Oh, my. What am I starting us off with? Well, <laughs> well let's let's just go right from the jump. Uh, pro Staff, you're a Pro Staff Director for Wildy, right? For the South uh, region there, or part of the South? I am. Uh, let's what? just uh, go what around the horn mean? with m maybe some pro staff do's and don'ts that you guys have seen uh, as you're looking for new people. Uh, you're going to put me on the spot. We could have rehearsed this. Sorry, man. <laughs> um, I was reading through kind of Chase's post on this, and it, I can kind of piggyback on a lot of that, but... Um, I think for pro staffs, a lot of it is truly believing in the product, having experience with it. Um, you can tell if somebody actually wants to support a company because they've been using the brand or the product and they're pushing it, whether they have any support from the company or not. Um, and then they're able to kind of have a mutually beneficial relationship because of that versus guys that just kind of tend to chase discounts and they'll send out a, a mass amount of resumes and uh, whoever bites, they jump on that, and all of a sudden, that's the best product. And I've had guys that approach one brand, and uh, if it's not a good fit, within a week, they're making a big Facebook post and announcing how humble they are to uh, be joining another brand, competing brand. So you can kind of point, you can kind of see ahead of time if that's the kind of person it is based on the relationship they have with the brand. Um, that's one thing that I look for. Ron, you want to chime in there? I know we talked before the camera started rolling about some of the stuff that uh, kind of your perspective on this whole pro staff sponsor uh, situation. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, 
right now, I mean, the market's flooded. You know, we all know it. Um, but the worst, the worst part of it is um, it, the question comes up. I know it just came up on the page just a couple of days ago. It, it's like people are just literally trying to get stuff started, you know, wanting their opinions on pro staff. Who's getting paid? Who ain't getting paid? I mean, like, what does it really matter? You know, that's my whole take on it. Who's getting paid and who ain't? Just know that there's guys that are getting paid and that's something to work toward. Uh, you know, if you're a newcomer coming in, there is an end goal in this. Um, you're not going to, you know, unless you just went out and just absolutely killed it and you have a, a huge social media following and um, you're, you know, I mean, the top dog in the industry, they're not going to throw, you know, money at you out of the gate. You've got to, you have to earn that. You've got to build that, that up. And, you know, it's just, I hate the, I hate that every time the question comes up, you know, people yeah. talking about the pro staff. I just, I, I even, like I said, I made the comment. I only usually don't comment on it, but there was a, there was a post and I was like, you know, most of the guys that are, are legitimate sponsored angle, they just sit back and shake their heads. Like, here we go again. You know, that that gets old. I get tired of seeing that. And I want to kind of go back to one thing that you said, Ron, that um, maybe some folks don't realize that there a lot of companies now are, are putting more investment into kayak fishing and kayak anglers. And there are tiers now where it's not the same old, you know, minimum discount that you get and you have to whore yourself out and whore the brand out. There's tiers and it can develop into a paid, you know, contract. Sure. Um, or very often it's, it's a lot of free gear that ends up saving you a ton of money. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with free gear. There's nothing wrong with that, with a, a 50% discount. You know, um, I tell people all the time, uh, cause I get asked this question so many times people message me. We've talked about it at tournaments and events, round tables, you know, at, at tournaments, be a bunch of anglers sitting around, you know, if you're really looking uh, at trying to, whether, if your goal is to be on pro staffs, if your goal is to get paid, uh, whatever your end goal is, you have to set your worth as an angler. You know, what is your time and what is that time? How much value does that have to you? You know, with me, uh, and I use myself as an example, because that's all I can do. I can't use somebody else. All I can say is what has worked for me. Um, you know, my value, whether it's setting, like right now I'm setting my office in front of a computer doing this with you guys, but I would still be sitting here if I wasn't doing this, uh, this interview, a round table, whatever it might be, I'd be working on other stuff. I'd be working on whether it be putting some art together for a sponsor, uh, getting a, a post ready for maybe next week. You know, I put a lot of time in, you know, promoting these brands, not promoting them all at the same time, not making one post on 10 different pages at the same time. It'd be 10 posts. I hate, that's one thing I do hate when oh, guys yeah. do that. Huge spread, spread that out, you know, but, uh, but that time is valuable to me um, because it's time away from my family, from my kids, you know, I could be doing something else. So set your value as an angler um, because only you can do that. If you allow the, the company to set your value for you, you're already putting yourself behind the eight ball, you know, go in with a mindset. Okay. This is what my times were. You can negotiate on that, but you need to have some kind of value set for your time. When you go into um, any kind of negotiations, whether it be pro staff or sponsorship, that's my opinion. on. It. And at the same time, 
you need to be able to present why you have that certain value that you've assessed yourself. That's right. You know, That's I right. What? Go ahead. Guys come up and say, you, you know, I really want to be a part of this company, part of this brand. I want to represent them. But when you ask kind of how they plan to do that, they if they don't have a plan outlined or if they can't present how they're adding value to the brand, um, it's, it's probably not going to go their way. Yeah. And that value can start out with, you know, um, whether it be you have a large social media presence or, you know, like in, in the in the real world of the fishing side, it usually comes from, you know, okay, can you catch daggum fish, you know, or, or you, have you done good in tournaments? Everybody not, might not be a tournament angler. I know a bunch of great fishermen that hold a lot of value uh, for brands that could care less about fishing tournaments, you know, yeah. and then they bring in content, they bring in pictures, they bring in video, and that has a huge value uh, as much as somebody going out and winning a tournament. Uh, my buddy, uh, Josh Booth from Missouri, he brought up a good point on that thread the other day. I know there's a lot of trash being talked, but he had a good point that he said, this is a, it's a, you know, kind of a job. It's a job interview. You got to come in there and, and sell yourself to that company and, and make sure, like you said, your value, uh, is going to do something for them that they didn't have before. That's right. I'll give you guys it, a good example. Gene, uh, fluke master just joined. <clears throat> I fished a tournament with him early this year in freezing cold weather. First time I fished a tournament with him, it was at a, a local PSKA trail event. And um, we had, it, it was a really tough tournament, obviously. I think that was one that the majority of the field skunk, if not everyone. And uh, we were out there for a few hours, and Gene pulled up two shad on uh, each treble hook of um, whatever bait he was choosing. You could feel the shad, you know, flipping through your bait, and he's like, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get some warmth and head back to the truck. He just commented and said he's not a tournament guy. <laughs> but he's an example. He fished our tournament last weekend, without. actually. Uh, Gene on and chick. Scott both came up on chick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I get that Gene's not a tournament guy, but I like seeing seeing that at tournaments, you know? I mean, I like seeing him show up. Like, you're not a tournament guy, but, you know, it's cool that you, you know, come out and kind of get with the <laughs> get with the people, you know? Yeah. Something we what talked about. Say like something no, we talked I'm about. Just hanging bit. out, listen, listen yeah. to a lot of, a lot of good convo. Um, yeah. I want to add a little bit to some of the stuff that you guys just said. Um, it, it isn't about just being a tournament guy. Uh, you know, the sport is uh, kayak fishing competitively is something that we all talk about and do. But there are so many other people out there that want to get into kayak fishing or that enjoy kayak fishing that don't do it competitively. I think knowing that there are people out there and, and then there's a spot for people out there to promote what they're doing, you know, something that a lot of these brands, and if you're a, like a, affiliated with a store or a manufacturer, you're responsible for working demos um, multiple times throughout the year. And often those demos coincide directly with an event um, or something like a fishing with your friends, something you have to sacrifice your time of, of doing what you love to do to go share time with your dealer, uh, your, your manufacturer and get people into the sport at the kind of at that, that base level. Um, Ron's done many demos with me. Uh, he's going to do quite a few more this year. I'm going to keep the man busy. Um, <laughs> but that is, that's what um, a lot of people forget about. A lot of people want the title. They want the product but they're not putting in the work on Saturdays when all their buddies are tournament fishing. 
Um, and sometimes that means representing that brand and sacrificing a day on the water. Yeah. And I think that's the di big difference between some of the uh, more reputable pro you know, companies with pro staffs as opposed to some of the buying, I'm going to call them buying programs, uh, just high volumes of uh, anglers in there that can, you know, that they get a little discount and buy a lot of product. Now, I think that's important too, and it plays its role. It's just how you handle it when you have that kind of position as opposed to a, a real working uh, in the field position like AJ was talking so, about. Can we maybe get into some examples of that? Maybe not, we don't have to name brands unless you want to, but how some of those setups are done. Um, and they seem to really focus more on, on benefiting the company and not as much value on the individual uh, right. I'll but. jump in there and just name a company right off the top. I know Ardent Reels, uh, whether you love them or hate them, they they count on their pro staff to drive their business. They have you know yeah. well over a thousand people on their pro staff, and they buy a lot of product and push a lot of product. Uh, and if you're an angler and you like the reels and you want to get a discount on them, and that's great, and it's good for Arden, I guess it drives their uh, their sales a little bit, but. It is what it is. It's a you know discount program for a large group of people. Don't and yeah, I think the I, breakdown is how you present that as the angler. Yeah, I'll, I'll make a comment on that. You know, as an as an angler, as a tournament angler, if you know if, if that's what you're looking for, and, and like you said, if you like that brand and you're happy with that discount, you know, and that works for you, that's great. But if it's you're legitimately trying to get a company to really help you. Uh, and help cover your costs and travels. Having a, a company like that, it's not, uh, it really doesn't benefit the angler. It is definitely all for, you know, the, the brand itself. Right. Um, if you've got a thousand people on, on, a, on a pro staff team, uh, you really, uh, you're not going to get anywhere with that brand. Yeah, that's a business model, not a. Yeah. Brand. And, right. And again, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily that's, you know, moving toward the quality of the brand or, or, you know, expecting to gain market share. I think that's yeah. more guaranteed sales. Like, that's you right. know, these guys are getting 15% off of your 40, 50% profit margin. So for them, they're still keeping the doors open, but they're not actually gaining any credibility in the market at all. Yeah. So Gene asked, uh, how do you guys think that looks to other potential sponsors? I wonder what he means by that. Like, I'll know, I know exactly what he means by that because I, I help, you know, I've helped several guys get on, you know, um, other teams and get sponsorship deals and stuff. And I talk with, I speak with these companies, you know, firsthand, you know, and talk with them. And there is a, there's two companies, I'm not going to name any names, but there is two companies out there that they are on every resume that they send. I mean, every one of them. And Ooh, when I, when when a company sees that and a, a legitimate company building a good brand, when they see that, that is a that's the first red flag they look at. That you might as well go ahead and take that application and throw it in a pile, really, because wow. that's exactly where it goes. And that's a fact. I'm telling you that for a fact. This is an enigma I don't understand. Chase Tanner uh, commented, "Let's talk about national pro staff. How do y'all feel about that pay to play system they got going?" That I think that's an absolute joke. Yeah, Ron. I'm not even gonna comment on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, I have, I have, I just don't, I don't like AJ, that. Are you, AJ, are you on the national pro staff at all? 
I, I don't think I am. No, no, I'm actually not that familiar with the national pro staff. Um, for a hundred so, uh, bucks a year, I can hook you up, brother. You too ooh. can be on prestigious teams. <laughs> so, and there's another one apart from the, the outright discounts, you've seen teams that, um, the way they build it is, and, and these are, I think even more egregious than just the, the discount and the, the huge teams is, well, I guess it's similar to MPS, but um, like certain rod companies have made you, you actually buy into the team. So you actually pay basically a membership, $50, $100, whatever it is, at the beginning of the year. Then you have a minimum number of rods you have to buy from them at that discount. But you're actually paying to be on a staff. Or an outrageous shipping amount, for instance. Yeah. But they're going to get you somewhere. So Brad asked the question, uh, if a company you want to work with doesn't advertise pro staff on their websites, which a lot of companies don't, uh, what advice do you have for making contact with the right people in that company? Uh, I, I'll speak to this just from my own personal perspective here. A lot of times the people that I have been contacted by are their social media directors or marketing directors. They're the ones that kind of see what you're doing and, and the content that you're putting out. And that's, that's a good contact point because, I mean, ultimately, the whole reason they have a pro staff is because it's a lot cheaper than advertising. It's so much cheaper to advertise via 10 or 15 people on social media than it is to pay to run an ad. So for, for them, that's that's the best move to make. And and these companies, they're watching, man. I mean, you, they even though you might not think they've got an, their eye on you, they're watching social media. Uh, or they have people watching social media or other, other anglers that are sponsored, you know, they get feedback. Uh, I get asked all the time by my sponsors, uh, you know, who, uh, who, who's the hot item out there right now, or who's doing good or who's doing this. And um, I mean, so they're getting feedback one way or the other, and they're watching everything that you do on social media. Um, and if you really want to, to get some bigger companies looking at you, um, you know, don't be afraid to tag them in through your social media post, but also, you know, don't, uh, don't get caught up in all the daggum drama on Facebook. If you're arguing and fighting and cussing and all this stuff on Facebook, Meet all me time, at the boat ramp. you can, you can forget it, man. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, if I was running a, a, a team, I wouldn't even look at you. You know, if, if, if I, that's what I'm always seeing and those companies, that's what, the, that's what they're looking for. They want somebody that you got to be marketable. And it's up to you to be able to make yourself marketable. Yep. So, and I, there's some companies that are very savvy on social media and will do that, Ron, and, and keep an eye on their team. Yeah. And that may be part of their research before selecting uh, pro staffers. But I think there's some companies that are still a little bit slower um, on the social media marketing and they rely on the person. If they come to them and say, hey, I've got this many followers without really knowing that person's impact or quality of their content or experience or use of the product. I think they see, they just go by what that person says they can, what kind of audience they can reach. Yeah. And that's sufficient for them because they, they don't have the confidence to go in and uh, kind of confirm, I guess the content of that person. Yeah. So, and, and, and it's hard too, as an, you know, as an angler to, to step out, of the box and go after that first potential legitimate sponsor, not a pro staff, you know, not a discount, but a, a, somebody that's really invested in you 
it's hard to get that first one. That's, that's the hardest one to get. Um, once you get one, uh, it makes it a little bit easier to get the next one and then the next one. But, but the companies, you know, they, they should be, they should be investing in you as well. They need to be promoting you, uh, as a, uh, as an angler, if you're doing well in the tournament or you're traveling to a big event, you know, helping you grow yourself because the, you yourself are a brand, um, and they need to be willing to, to really help push you because the more they push, push you. And it's hard when you got teams, that has got 200, 300, a thousand people, you know, I like the smaller teams, the smaller, you know, there's big companies that have small, small teams, but there's also smaller companies that have small teams that are really putting a lot behind their anglers. And, um, those, that's the ones that you really, you really should look at because they're really, if they're put, pushing you, that brings more value to yourself, which brings more value to your other sponsors that are already on board with you. And, um, that's, that's a good working relationship as a sponsored angler. Twain, he just dropped a, a perfect one-liner. He said, if, if the only people you're reaching are other pro staffers, then you're probably doing it wrong. So Clifton Allen, and I'll let you take this one, AJ, because we hadn't heard much out of him. Clifton Allen, uh, how do you feel about guys who push a brand on social media but use a different brand on the water? (laughs) Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing with being on a staff for a brand is is loyalty. Um, You know, you you need to be loyal to the brand. You need to be passionate about the brand because – guys are going to see right through it. If you show up to the lake on Saturday and an angler's been talking about something all week and he's there doing something different, um, you know, it speaks volumes about the brand and the angler. Um, and, and, you know, mostly that rests on the shoulders of the angler. If you're supposed to promote a brand, you know, that's your responsibility to, to wear that proudly and, and, and do your thing for those guys. They're relying on you. They've supported you in some fashion. Um, and you know, that's, that's kind of what it's about. You know, this Um, was a question I was going to bring up here in a little bit, which is why are each of you on the teams you're on? And, uh, it's kind of why we pick, I mean, Ron, Ryan, Shane, you guys, AJ, you guys could probably flip to X kayak brand if you wanted to, let's say, but the reason I like, for example, stay on old town is because I would fish in an old town if I wasn't on the team. And, and you probably would all say the same thing. So you got to yeah. believe in the product to begin with. Right. So, so for me, that was the first kayak I bought. I mean, that was, I went and looked at a dozen kayaks and, and native was what I wanted to go with. I mean, quality wise to me, there wasn't a close comparison to what I was looking for. And man, I, I just started out with them and, and got some opportunities. And one of the, the big things for me was just the relationship with the company. You know, they wanted my input. They wanted to know how to make better boats and, and what anglers need. And that's huge. I mean, that's that if you can get a company that's going to take your input into account on the future products they develop, you know, they're not just using you for, for a hashtag or, you know, an Instagram post or whatever. Like they're, they're relying on you, you know, to move the, the future of the company for me that's that's what sold me and that's why i'm staying where i'm at and Dwayne taft commented and said don't bash other brands either i know we all joke around absolutely that's the, end of the, that's the, day, probably the best right. comment on the thread so far yeah Dwayne. You guys hey, 
you got your hardliners out there that you know are Team X for life, and you know I get that, but you shouldn't bash other brands. They're all quality. There's a lot of quality boats out there. Absolutely, do it. absolutely. Do it behind the scenes. Behind the uh, scenes. That's what that's what Denmark DMs are for. That's a great question, and I want to I want to bring that up before it gets buried because comments are flying in. But um, this is based on a conversation he had today. But the question is, how do you track or judge how effective your pro staff or brand ambassador is so what um i know some companies and that's maybe a red flag too if you don't have deliverables or a goal with your brand and you're not updating uh, with your marketing manager or whoever it may be on a regular basis um that may be a red flag um if, if that's not if that's something you want to to be a part of um so I mean, how do you guys judge what's what's being effective and what's not with, I mean, with social media these days, I, I think it's pretty daggum easy to keep up, you know, with your anglers um, and see what they're doing. You know, uh, um, keeping up with those guys. I mean, like the anglers should be should be giving as much content as possible um, to whether it be directly to you know the the um, you know the higher up in the company, whether you're emailing the content over or you're posting it through their social media site. Um, I, I, I'll say this, one thing that, that Yak Attack does that I think is awesome is they do what's called a team takeover on their Instagram. Um, and they'll give uh, their team members time to, uh, whether it be like, uh, Ryan, I think you've done, have you done it? Like, uh, I, I, did, not, I, did it, I did it at the Hobie Worlds, um, in Hobie World 6. We was down in uh, Louisiana, uh, and there was three of us that did it for the whole entire week. Um, and so they're literally giving you a login, uh, for their Instagram and you're promoting yourself and you're promoting the brand for, I, pr I did it for like three days. Uh, I, and I think a lot of other companies sh should look at their model and, uh, and utilize that for the anglers. I think so, that's a great promotion that they do. Something else that, that I know Plano, Yak Attack, Frog Togs, a few of the companies I work with, they, uh, they use what's called Angler Tracker. I don't know if, if you guys have messed with that. We just brought that up. That, uh, yeah. So, so what that is is you put in your social media accounts, and it basically tracks your posts for you. So it's not a, you know, active thing that you have to send in all the time, but it keeps keeps count of, of what you post and you know what companies you mention or whatever. Uh, that's that's one way that they're kind of you know big brother yeah. keeping an eye on you. Yeah, and and like like AJ was talking about earlier, you know, with with doing you know um, you know demo days, you know, and boat shows and stuff like that, going to and working a booth, you know, that that stuff is very valuable. And let me tell you, if you do that for your companies that you're representing, and you help them outside of what the normal is, man, they're going to turn around and they're going to really look at you differently and be like, okay, this is who we really should be investing more time in whether it be more, you know, whether it be financial, uh, or what, um, you, th that goes a long way. And I'm sure AJ can, you know, we can talk about that a little bit. Absolutely, Ron. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what being on a staff is about is, is drawing people's attention to a product and, and ideally making that sale and putting yourself in directly in front of the consumer where they have the opportunity to buy that day. At a, like Ron was saying, at a boat show, a demo, going and working a day inside of a store, uh, if they sell your your company's product, 
giving yourself the opportunity to give your testimony and your belief in a product to the potential buyer directly in that sales spot is so important to the companies. And, and that's how I, I quantify the value of, you know, work with some of my guys. What are they doing to help sell boats? Um, what are they doing? What is it? Is it a social media thing? Is it presence at events? Is it demos? Is it a combination of all of that? And I got a pretty good relationship with the guys on my, my fishing team in the Southeast for Hobie. And, and I'm getting texts weekly. Hey, I talked to so-and-so about a, a boat. I sent them to this dealer. Um, I'm doing an event with this dealer this weekend. You know, th these guys are wanting to do that. They are putting themselves out there because not only is it building the brand, helping the retailer, but it's also growing their brand as well. And the opportunities for that kind of stuff, What once your brand gets to a certain level, those opportunities are going to open new doors. And you getting out there and meeting and networking and, and, and growing your presence of a brand through those opportunities is, is huge. Yeah. Let's uh... – so did you, go ahead, Ryan. Jeff, do you, do you want to read uh, – do you see Christine's comment? I didn't. Yeah, go ahead and take that one. No, I didn't see it. It's I'm kind of so flying she, uh, through here. She said, um, "What about companies that seem to need to fill the the female role on pro staff? Um, you know, is it equal opportunity? Like, what's what what is it with the lack of females in the sport? Uh, does it rub guys the wrong way uh, when they get passed up?" So like a females on teams, is that what she's saying? Yeah. yeah. So what she's saying is like, why does it seem like there's less females on, on fishing teams, you know, in general? Well, I'll say this, I'll, I'll take that question. And there's less female anglers. That's right. I, I'm going to use our local club. We've, you know, we have a hundred and some odd people on the AOY list each year, usually one, maybe two female anglers. Uh, now, I'd love to get those numbers up. It's just not, there's not the numbers. And I would bet that would be the same at most clubs. I don't know. She's going to clarify. Oh, okay. What? That ain't what Wait, I'm J JK, JK, JK. JK, JK. I have heard her speak on this topic a time or two. Yeah. Um, so I might. What would you know about it, AJ? Who is this? <laughs> who, who, who's there? Um, you know, one of those things is the perception, you know, she's a female angler, for example, that gets some opportunities, but everyone here that has ever watched her videos, looked at her posts, fished against her, knows that she earns those opportunities. Um, there might be some companies that utilize the marketability of a female that gets a spot over a, a male. And I think that for, for some males, they have trouble with that. Um, Sometimes they can see through the, the whole sex sales thing um, and say, this person doesn't even really fish or something along those lines. And so, you know, I think that is a, a, a tough thing um, in her position where she's out there doing it and she is fishing hard and kicking my butt all the time. And I think anybody in this room that's fished against her has, has uh, donated some money before, but, but you know, that's, she's out there doing all the things and, and, and doing it. And there's a lot of other females. I won't say a lot, but there's some other females out there doing and working just as hard. And it sometimes seems like the recognition of the female angler goes a different direction. 
I got I, I would agree exactly with what AJ's saying. Uh, there's there, you know, Christine is, I mean, she's a, she should be a role model for any female that's trying to, to get into this industry. And I say that with all the respect and works, that girl is amazing. She works her butt off, but there's also the, the, the side of it that actually is hurting some of the female anglers is there's several out there that have deals that they don't deserve them. And we all know that they're, they're, they're not catching fish. They're not turn, not turn, turn magazines. They all, they, they can post a picture of a fish. Uh, and I'm not going to get into the details of their, some of their photos, but that is uh that hurts. I mean, but that hurts girls uh, like Christine. Well, because she's the one working her butt off and doing it the right way. Um, it's, so she, um, she just commented again and said, I want to know what all of you think about companies seeming like they need a female for marketing. Like, I, I, and I guess and that's what I missed in the first post. Like, is, yeah. it, is that equal opportunity or is that just, you know, do they want to appeal to that demographic, you know, that, that they're aiming for is, is putting a female on the team may kind of attract more incoming female anglers to that particular product i'll say this uh there's a particular look let's say that some of these companies go for uh, and it probably gets them a lot of instagram likes but does it get them more business i don't know i mean what do you yeah, guys think yeah i, I, yeah, I think do on think... those bikini models most most guys aren't paying attention to what what product no. she has they got product uh, i think the responsibility for that falls on the company and you know if the company is using their person and showing their person in in the light that that person wants to be represented and the company wants to be represented that's kind of what it's all about um if they are if they're using just a just trying to fill a female to have a female and that female is not really doing anything then that's not really accomplishing any goals but sometimes sometimes i've had the opportunity to put a, a youth on staff you know whether it's a male or female you know showcasing that a, a youth is out here grinding in the tournaments um breaking down doors uh you know with companies at his at their age you know that's that's a huge thing and if you get the right youth just like if you get the right female and the right company to support what they're doing it's a it's a really good combination for success because you know this sport only grows if we all take it to that next level. And this sport is made up of, of kids, of females, of, uh, you know, men of all different ages. And that's the beauty of this sport is it can, it can be for anyone. And a company should take advantage of the right people um, showcasing their product to reach different demographics. But, you know, there's the wrong way of doing that too. And so, you know, obviously the company is it's kind of who's responsible in that capacity right hey uh this thing's we're, we're getting a lot of good comments this is going really good i'm going to take a quick pause uh and then we'll jump right back into this and keep these questions rolling so everybody hang tight just a minute
we're what back happened, in. Man? Right, we're back in. Jane will, Shane will jump back right in here in a minute. He'll be back. We didn't lose Shane. He'll be right back in. Um, but anyway, sorry about that. Be right back, Jim. I thought it was pretty funny, but uh, anyway. Uh, we got Marty Hughes. A bunch of people are commenting in here. Uh, oh, Shane just threw his laptop across the room, he said. He'll be, he'll be back in just a second. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Marty Hughes commented, uh, which is off the subject of what Christine was talking about. Are people aware that these days, the you know the bigger staffs you get on, you're going to have to start picking up liability insurance and some of the costs that may come with that? Mm -hmm. You guys, hey. any of the teams you're on, have to do that? Oh, we we're back, back live. So. Yes, we're back. Yeah, we're, we're back we're in live. Gotcha. Uh, I haven't had to do any. Hey, I wanted to ask a question sure. before it gets lost. So kind of expanding on the, the sex sells and seeing a girl in bikini, whether that sells product or not, what do you guys think sells a product? What stands out to you where you're actually thinking to yourself, wow, uh, I need to look into that product. Is, is there something that you can pinpoint over anything else that you'd say, wow, that's I need to get on board with that? To me, it's results. Yeah. If I yeah. see somebody get out there and wear some, you know, wear a tournament out, you know, like AJ at Gunnersville, like when he just came out and beat the brakes off everybody, I'm gonna buy whatever he's throwing. I don't ask Dwayne Taff how buying. many uh how many baits sold after the national championship. Yeah, there's a lot of bladed baits being sold after that and the Bassmaster yeah. Classic. I mean, I think everybody filled their card up seeing those big tournaments have success like that. I agree. It's, I think it's success. success. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, AJ. I didn't mean to interrupt you, bud. We're good, man. So that, we agree. Is that tournament success is the only thing that drives you guys to a product? Or um, well, I mean, it, well, I mean, you if you look at it like, um, like I mean, just take for example, if you're watching, you know, Facebook Live on one of the the BASS events or something. And you're watching one of those guys uh, crush it. Uh, like we'll use Lambert for an example, not Ryan Lambert, but Jason Lambert. Ah, um, you know, throwing that big uh, what was that uh, Jerky J, Jerky J on, on the wobble bench. You know, and look how I mean, you couldn't. There wasn't none of those available after that tournament. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's success, tournament success, results. That's gonna that's gonna sell it. You know. Uh, uh, the fastest and that's the hardest part probably you know because i mean I, I mean i fish against ryan i fish i fish against all you guys um you know if you do well in a tournament you know part of your job as being on a pro staff or representing the company is you have to talk about that product and if you do well in that in that tournament on something you don't necessarily have to give your tell it for that event but after that event you really should put that out because you owe that to that brand um, to, um, um, to disclose, you know, what you was catching those fish on because that's what sells. That's going to sell product. And I think guys um, are drawn and, to people that are like, like Jay Wallen, for instance, he shares a lot of tips yeah. on ledge fishing and what he did exactly. Even, you know, sometimes down to the exact location he was fishing, uh, and that really attracts people. Coordinates and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So what about what about products that aren't directly related to fishing that aren't rods and reels, say life jackets or, you know, something that you still 
use every time you're on the water, but don't have a direct impact on, on your results. I think that when you're sponsored with product like that, whether it's even a boat or vests or, um, you know, apparel, giving people the opportunity um, to try your boat or, Hey man, you know, if you notice their vest is looking a little ratty or maybe they, they fell in or something and that they were talking about it, wanting to switch to a different type of vest, you know, give them an opportunity to try yours. Um, you know, literally take it out. I know Ron rolls around with a few different uh, NRS vests. And I have a ton sure of them at every event I'm at. I have a ton of them. Anybody yeah. can use them. And that's what somebody I'm bringing for. That's exactly one. why I'm breathing. Somebody forgets every, every time. I got, I got one of Steve-O's Chinooks in the back of my truck right now. I've been trying to get it back to him for two months. <laughs> You know, I think that uh, plays into that reputation you were talking about. Everybody's always watching so that when you do chime in with, hey, you might want to check out this life jacket, they put a little stock in the fact that you said that. You know, I mean, if you've got some reputation of not being a good angler or being some kind of jerk on social media, they'll just blow yeah. by that recommendation, maybe. That, that's right. And, and at, at events and stuff, you've, you need to, you've got to make yourself available to talk to people. Um if, if, you know, even though, you know, you're, you fished all day, you know, there's a lot of guys, especially some of the new guys or in the younger guys, they want to, they want to talk, you know, after the tournament, they want to, you know, conversate, you know, Hey man, how was your day? You know, or, you know, I did, I did this today and I, it really didn't work for me. They're looking for a little bit of insight and just talking to some of those younger guys, man. Um, that, that goes a long way with these with, with with anglers and they remember that stuff and it's not even it's not even just just the younger guys but new people in the sport i mean i've got a lot of guys that are coming over from bass boat fishing and they're you know messaging me every day asking questions you know what do i need what what's gonna what, what can i put on my boat that's really gonna help me in this tournament you know they're coming out and and it's that kind of stuff just interacting with people making sure that you respond and i know it's tough like you get blown up but respond to every message man take some time you know take a couple minutes and and put some thought into your reply and, and really help these people and that's that's what really brings people in to to you know the product that you stand behind because then they see you as a you know trusted source that took time out of their day to help them out all right hey can we uh talk about some pet peeves for a minute some of the things you guys have seen that would say don't do that. And I'm going to bring one up that it's kind of a, I don't know if I blame the angler or blame the company, but it's these uh, perpetual discount codes. Uh, and the reason I don't like those is uh, I've got some buddies that own retail shops. And when you have that, it kind of sets the retail price at whatever that percent off is. Right. Uh, and then it becomes a constant commercial on said anglers, social media. Does that bother y'all? That's one of my biggest pet peeves on social media is that constant barrage of those kind of posts. Yeah, and Ron mentioned earlier, but the, you open Facebook and you've got 37 uh, notifications and it's the same guy posting to every single group he can imagine. Yeah. And it's, it's just dump and run over and over and over. There's no context. He's not actually selling the product. He's just dumping a link or whatever it may be. And he's on and you, and you get now. nowhere you get nowhere with a with a post like that when you post you know the 10 different sites at the same time because everybody once they see it they don't even like click lock on it no more so you, you you're really hurting yeah. yourself by posting and the product you know, yeah and hurting the product the brand all of it 
I think we could all, we're not going to, but we could all name products that we don't use specifically because of someone that's promoting that product because we've got a bad taste in our mouth uh, from that individual promoting. And that's just an absolute disaster of a, of a marketing yeah. effort. And I don't know how that works. Maybe they're using those codes as a way to track uh, which anglers pushing the most. I, I, I don't know. I just can't believe that's an effective way to grow your brand as an angler. Um, it's, you know, the one thing about like discount codes is um, it's, it's hard to track for companies too, because once you bring that angler, uh, bring somebody over to whether they like a page or a business page or they make their, uh, make a, a purchase, um, you know, you don't, how often are they, are they coming back or, you know, so the, the discount code, it, it's a, that's a tough deal. It's nice to have one, you know, to share, you know, every now and then, but, um, to it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. It's, um, that's a tough deal. I'll give you the, the exact polar opposite of those kind of posts, not to harp on Christine, but every post that she makes seems like it's uh, it's so well thought out and uh, it, it's very meaningful um, a bit wordy but uh, much much better to read that than somebody that's just like trying to meet a quota and you know push their product out when they probably haven't fished an entire season so playing on that Shane and and I want everybody to chime in on this but what do you think about people that are just like they're fishing for likes? I mean, they're not even fishing for fish. Like they're just trying to put stuff out here to, to get somebody to click on something. Well, that's the bikini girl all over again, right? It is. And we see yeah. it a lot in our sport, you know, people, but those likes don't anything. translate to sales though. We just, we just confirmed that by our discussion and the hundred comments have rolled in that although they may get, five times more likes than a dude that's not translating to sales. We still want to see that that product is improving a person's experience on the water. Yeah. It's, and sales come from results um, mostly, but I mean, there are sales com that come from, you know, um, you know, I mean, I don't want to, I've sold quite a bit of product, you know, for some of my sponsors, and the reason I have is because I'm using it and I'm putting it out there and people see that I'm using it. Uh, and I'm open about what I use at events and tournaments. And that right there is what sells product and it sells repeat product. You've got to be willing to, to, to disclose some of that information. If it's, if it's lures, if it's baits, uh, but there's going to be guys that are going to, uh, going to go buy, um, they're going to go buy a Tundra because they seen so-and-so running the tundra now it might be mike iconelli or it might be swindle or somebody like that but that's that, that's what sales you know mm -hmm. getting some of those higher uh, profile guys that are using stuff uh, it's going to naturally sell product for brands josh swaney says some of that responsibility has to fall on the companies and of course it does Absolutely. i mean they're laying that mm -hmm. out there for the anglers to do that kind of stuff yep agreed but, and, and AJ, you know, maybe you can speak to this a little more, like, what does it take to push a company to say, okay, this is the, this is the line in the sand, you know, this person's crossed it. What does it take to, to you to, you know, say, this is toxic to the business. Why do we keep them on staff? 
a lot of that and see the way Hobie staff works, you've got a local team and a regional team and the local team is affiliated directly with a retailer in, in, in an area. The regional team is, has a little broader reach is affiliated with um, a, a few retailers and it's more regional. The local team, a lot of times Hobie hears their, most of their feedback from the shops. Um, sometimes the reps are involved, but, but what, what's an angler doing in the shop? Are they, what are they doing locally at events? You know, are, are they the kind of person that, that can just get approached by anybody and represent the brand and, and the store the right way? Or are they, you know, causing controversy? Are they, um, shut off on tournament day? Are they, uh, being dramatic on social media and causing issues? You know, those are things, and Ron mentioned earlier, people are always watching. Um, yeah. You know, anything that you post, have posted um, in the past, all that stuff is, is somebody sees it. And you never know who's talking to who and how that stuff gets around. Um, and there's, there's guys that are, by some companies, kind of permanently blackballed because of things that they've done years ago and just the way they've handled themselves at events or in, in tournaments and those things, you know, companies like, I just don't want to be associated with that. You know, and we see it now people are, are getting ridiculed for things that they posted on their Twitter years and years ago. And they're having to come out and publicly apologize. And, you know, guys, you, you represent yourself. And if you want people to sponsor you and affiliate with you, look, look in the mirror and, and, uh, that that's really where it starts. So y'all heard it here first. Get on your Twitter and start deleting stuff tonight if you want to hook up. <laughs> and in. Gene commented, "Guggins." What does that mean, Gene? Uh, oh, Guggins squad. <laughs> what kind of fire are we lighting here? <laughs> Great questions coming in tonight. Uh, Christine said earlier, we could get off on a whole new, a different tangent with that whole female angler thing. So we won't keep so, on that. So but. I think, and, and we've talked about this, obviously, Jeff and Shane, uh, I think we, we need to get a panel of, of female anglers on to, to further delve yeah. into that topic yeah. altogether. I think that's a whole nother episode right there. Yeah, I think that'd be Yeah, good. my buddy Holly suggested that this week as well. So we'll, we'll definitely have to set that up. You know, I'll. You know, I don't know how long this is going to go tonight. I mean, I'm I'm up for however long how you want to do it. But you know, one thing that you know, anglers should really like work towards, and that's that's work together. You know, in this industry, um, and that's support each other. You know, whether or not whatever your goal and your, whatever you're trying to do uh, in the fishing world, whether it's you know be a sponsored angler or process or whatever. You know, you can help each other with other brands uh, and help each other succeed, um, you know, and, and get further along in this industry uh, without trying to tear everybody down. Because, um, I mean, the new the new guys coming in, um, especially some of the younger guys, they're they're I know some guys I've, and I've talked to some of them. They look at me like, man, I'm kind of I'm kind of afraid to make a post or say this because I don't want somebody to bash me or, or talk bad about me. And um, I, I think a lot of that needs to be pulled back. Um, we're, I think we're doing more more damage than good, you know, on certain stuff like that. Yeah, there's some companies taking advantage, you know, of anglers out there, and we know that. But um, we could easily make it make it better for uh, 
for each other uh, if we'd help each other more than trying to tear each other down. Absolutely. Dwayne Taft said, help each other gain value. If, if most people or not most, but some would stop accepting crap deals. So, you know, uh, the less number of those, uh, low value deals out there, I guess it does help everybody else out. The yeah. blind demand. I mean, if, if you make, make these companies value you more then it's going to help everybody else across, across the board. Katie. I mean, it, it took me a long time to get on, on team Hobie. I mean, AJ can, uh, can, uh, uh, talk about that, but me and him had a lot of conversations uh, over over a couple years, you know. And uh, it does it don't happen overnight. Anybody that thinks it happens overnight, you're wrong. It don't. It don't happen over overnight. It, you got to put work in to get a legitimate, you know, good deal. You got to put a lot of work in. Uh, Katie Backa said, I don't know if that's how you say her last name, but she said, "Funny is one thing, just being a jerk and being means another." And I know on our page. There's a lot of funny stuff that goes down, and we want to keep it funny. We don't want to get into, uh, uh, you know, being hateful to folks, even though that line, they ride the line sometimes on there. I mean, it's one thing poking each other. It's another yeah. thing to, like, maliciously attack somebody. Right. And we've had to, to thin the herd a little bit of that, haven't we, Ryan? Just people doing that A kind couple of times. Just a little <laughs> tiny bit. Just a little okay. tiny bit. Well, we've been going at this an hour, guys. Uh, anything else you want to chime in with before we try to wrap it up here in a little bit? Any tips for any upcoming, uh, up-and-coming pro staff guys or looking for sponsors? Yeah, I, I'd like to say something on that. You know, if, if you're wanting to get involved, one of the best ways is, is to go to your local shop. And don't walk in the shop and say, hey, I want to be on your staff. Just go to the shop and, and, and meet some people. You know, talk to some people that work there. Figure out who the manager is. Figure out if anybody in that store fishes. Uh, you know, get to know people on a personal level. Once you start getting to know people personally, um, things can kind of turn into a real opportunity. Um, and, you know, go out and, and do those community events. Try to help them at a demo. Um, you'll meet a rep or multiple reps at that demo. And, and once again, keep putting yourself out there, but, but not necessarily just on social media, but in, in person, go, um, go to those type of events where you can meet staffers from the store or meet the reps and, and, and create that and start that relationship because those are the ones that are, are going to be uh, extremely powerful down the road. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to follow up with what AJ was saying. Uh, one thing that I've tried to do is um, I'll look at the events that I'm going to uh, attend throughout the year. And uh, if you're new coming in to the fishing world and you're looking to, to, to try to get some deals, um, I would highly suggest trying to fish the events that's going to get you the most media coverage if you were to win or do very well. Because that's the fastest way to get people to look at you is if you win a really big event, man, it's going to jumpstart you. Whether And you might get some TV time. You might get some, some articles, some online articles, uh, magazine print. Look at the bigger, bigger tournaments that's going to get you a lot of media coverage because that can happen. It can, you can get sponsored deals really quick that way. The only other way to do it is to buckle down, bust your tail, fish hard, and, and just work hard. But 
to your point, Ron, winning a big tournament doesn't automatically entitle a person to, you know, to expect people to roll out the red carpet. You know, people are still going to research who you are and and, yeah. and your character and what you're bringing and that. Sure. You know, the media output. So you have to prepare yourself for that too. Like, you need to have a solid base ready to present. You know, when you get that opportunity, uh, that way these companies, when they look into you, they're saying, okay, this is, this is worth our time. If yeah. not, you're going to, you're going to get overlooked by a lot of big deals, you know, based on that huge win, uh, just because you, you didn't have the resume to back it up. Yeah. But if you, but if you've been working it, it to win, it's very rare that somebody just goes out and wins a big tournament and they're not a good angler, you know, that most of these guys, I mean, they're, they can, they put the work in, but yeah, you got to keep your nose clean, man. Make sure you're, you know, you have to make yourself marketable, but once you win a big event like that, or you're getting a lot of coverage, now you're kind of the hot item. So you kind of got to take advantage of that. Okay. People are kind of looking at me. That's when you sit, that's when you really put your butt in gear and you, you, you work and you talk to all these uh, people that are approaching you. Don't just accept, you know, any deal. You know, make sure that it works. You know, it's a good deal that works for you uh, as an angler. I, I mean, I, I try to. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I try to fish the now where where I'm at. I try to fish the most tournaments that's going to give me the most media coverage um, because it, that's going to grow you. You know, if you start getting TV stuff and magazines, that's when the bigger companies are looking at you. Um, um, and it's happened for me. I mean, um, I, I had, I got, I signed a couple of really nice deals this year because of that, uh, of some big wins and the companies approached me. Uh, so, uh, it works and it don't work for everybody, but it, but it's, it is another, that is to, to me, that's what I look for now. So this guy named Jay Whalen, uh, <laughs> how, how do you guys feel about, uh, brands that use guerrilla marketing or in other words, target a certain group of anglers to work an angle or drive a wedge between other brands. That was a lot of a question. A lot of people wanted answered. Example. I don't give an example. Jake, do you have an example for us, sir? Name names. Name names. I, I, think, I think that kind of stuff is pretty transparent. I mean, that doesn't, you know, nobody likes to see that kind of tactic employed. No, I don't think that carries a lot of weight anywhere. I, I, it, that kind of goes into like, you know, bashing uh, other companies, I think, you know, kind of his question, you know, uh, um, bashing other brands, trying to drive a wedge between companies. You know, there's there this sport's big enough for for anybody to come in here uh, and have a business and have a business plan and have a bit the right business plan. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to bash other brands to be successful in this industry. No, what you want to see is them working together as much as they can anyway. Yeah. And I think to Jay's question, I think it, it, the whoever is involved with starting the grill marketing, whatever company is, is there, eventually that stuff comes around full circle, you know, and then people see what that company was doing and it can, it can kind of work um, against them, uh, you know, and, and that's, that's pretty counterintuitive in the whole deal. And, you know, if you were one of the anglers that was caught up in that, uh, that kind of gives you a, a black eye moving forward as well. That's right. Especially if the company that that one's bashing is keeping their head down and still putting out a quality product and 
you know, not engaging and not sinking to that level. Yeah, that makes yeah, yeah. that makes them shine even brighter. I mean, I've I've steered. I'm an old town believer, obviously, uh, but I've steered guys where they need to go to better fit their needs. And maybe it wasn't an old town that time. And that's how you need to be. You need to be honest with people, have a little integrity when you're t dealing with people. Yeah. Um, and I agree hundred percent. I throw this in, uh, when this video is over tonight, if you get in here late or if you're watching this now, share this around and people need to read through these comments. There's a lot of legit anglers and sponsored yeah. anglers in here that have dropped a lot of really good information in these comments uh, that we can't get to at all. So it'd do you some justice to scroll through here and, and kind of check out what some of them have said. Yeah, there, there's no right, no, there's, I don't know that there's a, a, a book wrote on the proper way to go about it, but if, if you carry yourself with integrity, and, and you get out there and you work hard, you legitimately put the time in and fish hard, good things are going to happen. It's it's going to happen because not only is it the companies looking at you, but there's other anglers out there that are watching and are going to recommend you to companies or brands. And uh, so if you put some, just, just work hard, you're going, you're going to get there, especially the younger guys that are watching, man. I love seeing the younger guys come up. I'm old man. I'm 45 year old. I'm, I'm, I'm probably past my prime. Uh, I like seeing these younger guys uh, coming on strong, and uh, I love I love trying to work with, with, with and the, young, the younger point, guys. It, it's not always about for the younger guys coming in. It's not always about your your best tournament finish or or whatever. It's the fact that you're out there in front of people. You're putting out good content. You know, focus on working hard and and quality, and find your niche in the sport. There's I mean, there's plenty of things that these companies are looking for. If you can't always go out and catch a giant fish, that may not necessarily hurt you. You know, you, you may be really good at photography or, or really good at videography or editing. I mean, there's there's a lot of room for people to succeed here. So, yep. you know, keep your head down and work hard. Uh, just to elaborate on that, AJ touched on it and Gene mentioned it as well. The companies already have an established staff. They're going to turn to them in most cases or they've got one rep that they trust maybe the senior rep and they're going to say hey what do you know about this person that's put an application in or that they've talked to so you have to have those relationships not just with the company but with anglers in the community it's going to you know your reputation is going to get around um, good or bad and most of the marketing directors and managers are going to ask questions to everyone that they know throughout the league or throughout the uh, community especially if it's a better position that they're offering um but yeah i don't i it kind of irks me to see guys that are just now getting into fishing and the first thing they do is start trying to get on staffs and try to get free product and whatever it may be it's like do you really do you really enjoy fishing are you really enjoying this product or are you just an attention whore and you're trying to get more likes and followers whatever it may be uh, you know what i think sometimes people get caught up you know what I mean? They see that stuff and they get caught up trying to get as many little logos as they can. And maybe watching this and talking to some other people, they can kind of understand, you know, how to better go about that. I mean, get, getting free gear and, and getting paid and all that is great. And obviously that's, that's something to work toward if, if you want to do that, but it does take work. And like Ron said, it doesn't happen overnight. It's an investment uh, that you're going to have to do if you want to take that route. But most importantly, you need to, have fun either way. And That's if, right. If, it, if you're stressed out about that right away and you're yeah. still learning how to cast a bait caster, 
you might be doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, absolutely. You you got to enjoy it because uh, once you get to that spot and you got the sponsors and you've got the companies behind you, that's really when the work really begins, um, you know, off the water because there's a, it takes a lot to keep up, you know, with a, with a, with, with a lot of sponsors and a lot of, a lot of companies because they're going to, they're going to expect it. You know, they're going to expect you to put some time in and to help them. And if you, if you, if you can't, you know, Hey, you know, part ways, but when you, if you do part ways, the worst thing you can do is go out and then bash that company because oh, all, yeah. the other com- mm-hmm. all the yep. other companies are looking at that being like, oh, yeah, yeah, we don't want him. Even if they were looking at you, now they're not going to want you because you just talked crap about somebody that you just left. You know, so, not, you know. Or not even just left, but, like, if you get turned down by a company, say you approach yeah. a company and they're just not interested, that's the worst thing you could do is turn right around and, and start throwing shade at that company. That's yeah. I mean, that's a terrible look for the rest of your future in the sport. Yeah. And we can probably all name somebody that's gone out and, and made a live video or made a YouTube video bashing company A or B. And that's always going to get around. Yeah, that's no There's good. There's no way around that. And it's, it's not going to be a good look. Leave amicably and try not to say anything negatively, even if there was a bad situation. Stay yeah. professional. You okay. have to stay professional. The, that's uh, what pro means and pro staff, That's right. Man. That's right. You have to stay professional. Promotional, professional can mean a lot of things, <laughs> right? Hey, this was a lot of fun tonight, guys. The comments keep flying in. We can get back in here and try to answer some of them, you know, by thumbing it out later. But uh, yeah. I got to get up early for work. I'm sure you guys got other stuff to do. Maybe we can do this again. I'd love to have you guys all, you know, both back on here again. This was a lot of fun. A lot of good yeah. comments about how they enjoyed the show. So we appreciate y'all. Any Any parting words? I, yeah, Merry I'll say something. Happy Merry New Christmas Year. to you guys, man. I love each and every one of you. I love all you guys in social media, Facebook land. So, and <laughs> if you don't follow me, you can find me on Facebook, like Ron Champion, professional angler, or Ron Champion, my personal page. I'm on Instagram. I got a little bit of YouTube. Instagram. Get on That's the how gram. you promote, baby. That's how you do it. But Merry Christmas, y'all. No, I mean that. I mean that really. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas, Ron. All right, fellas. Appreciate you. Yeah, I want to say want to say Merry Christmas, and uh, hopefully, hope we uh, provides a little Christmas present after the New Year uh, with some uh, release, more release for the Bass Open series. Uh, we've got some things we're working on. Excited to announce. Uh, we'll open up registration for the first event at Chickamauga. Um, looking forward to uh, coming back on and talking to you guys about um, you know once we drop some rules, some satellite events. And just going over everything in fine details, and y'all can hammer me on uh, on all that stuff a little more in detail on that one. Nice, good. All right, fellas, Merry Christmas. We go. Take care. Thanks, guys. See y'all.